Hey, do you know of a, uh, a podcast I could listen to that has nerd and comic books and stuff? I really can't find one. I say, you ever heard of the Nerd Dumb Podcast? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nerd Dome Podcast, episode 53. I'm back. I was gone, and now I'm back. I didn't realize you were gone. What? Yeah. Kyle, you hurt me. I know. Right here, in my chestal section. Good. How's it feel? It hurts. (laughs) (laughs) I am your podcaster without fear, Luke Hunsaker, and I am joined with... The superior Caitlin Booth. I'm not hosting this week. Yay. <laughs> I am the film critic for WatchPlayRead.com, MonkeysFightingRobots.com, and an occasional contributor to Den of Geek. I am the agitated Kyle. Uh, so agitated. Someday, someday I'm going to be able to get back to actually working at WatchPlayRead. <laughs> <laughs> One day it will happen. One day my life will return to normal sinus rhythm. <laughs> it is not this day. It is not this day. Uh, we have... Two special guests, one you may be familiar with. I am Brandon Ushio from the Phantom Podcast. I thought you were uh, overgrown now. That's right, you I've been have, on enough. Yeah, you I, have an adjective. I am the overgrown Brandon Ushio. There from the you Phantom go, Podcast. there you go. And we are joined by another special guest. I'm Chelsea, I run Utah's Graphic Novel Book Club. I don't get adjectives. Well, not yet. You have to come back one more time. On your second time back, you get an adjective. But I, I would like to say, yeah. Well, I would like to say that you're at 100 percent of all the podcasts that I have attended. So Woot. good job. Woot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kyle, how has your week been? It's been pretty good. Uh, yeah. It's good to see you again. Yeah, I know. I, I know. But it's been it's been a couple hours. I know. I know we were on the. Uh, you were you were one of our guests while you had power oh, yeah. on, on Utah Outcast last Until night. Until Trump stole all the energy. From oh yeah, me. yeah. The we, best energy. Oh god. The biggest energy. All the energy. I'm a fan of all energy. Yeah. So we uh, we were, we ran through. <laughs> we didn't even get through the entire debate. We were just yelling at the screen. That's a lie. Time. That's a lie. Wrong. 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 I think I think I said that uh, we made the uh, um, comparison to Donald Trump and Kevin Spacey's Lex Luthor from yes, Superman Returns. Yes, that was his debate prep. Yeah, it's his spirit he watched, animal. He just watched Superman Returns. His spirit his animal is prep. Kevin Spacey's Lex Luthor. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'll do That'll that. That'll end well. <laughs> uh, Caitlin. Yes. Regale us. Um, I didn't talk about this last week because it hadn't happened yet, but I was on an episode of Geek Show this week. Woot, woot. Woot. Yep, I, we, it was real, a lot of fun. Those are a bunch of really nice guys. They are. And uh, Carrie's studio was terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lots of things and stuff. The basement. Uh-huh. And everyone was sober, too. It was weird. Nobody yeah, was drinking really, at all. It's really weird when they do that. I just I want to go in there and touch his toys. Just knock one over randomly. I got to meet the puppy. Oh, the puppy's cute. <laughs> I like his puppy. <laughs> 
Uh, besides that, it was it's just a lot of New York Comic Con prep for me. I mm. feel like I'm responding to every email known to man right now. <laughs> we also put our faces on the internet. We did put our faces on the internet. I actually happened. went out with Social Bowl last weekend. It was weird. Oh, it was awesome. That sounds horrible. I know, right? <laughs> we watched some Stranger Things and some South Park. Ooh. What else did we watch? I can't The first myself... episode of Rebels, because I still right. haven't watched Rebels. Right. I still can't bring myself to watch Stranger Things. Why? Because, yeah, why? because of Millie Bobby. Like, I was going to watch it, and then she came to Comic-Con. I'm like, she's so cute and adorable. And I hear she's not like that at all on Stranger Things. Oh, no, yes, she is. <laughs> it's with just the, it's just egos. in the most awesome way possible. <laughs> okay, that's that's next on my list. Okay, well, what about you, sir? What have you been up to? Oh, I I did a podcast dropped on Tuesday. I'm here today. A lot of work. Work mm. is work's getting in the way of all the fun stuff. Yeah, and then I've been building a profile, getting ready for a very special guest on my podcast. For my next episode that's coming up. Awesome. We're having a certain. Fearless podcaster joining us. Yeah. Is really? it Kyle? Who is it? Is it Kyle? It's I bet Kyle. it is. I bet <laughs> it's Kyle. <laughs> I bet it is. If you already forgot, Luke, I'm a little concerned. I forgot what? All right, let me reschedule okay. this. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll okay, talk okay, off okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Chelsea, what have you been up to? Uh-uh. Nuh-uh? Nah. Uh, just reading comic books, not really doing very much. Lots of roller skating in all yeah. of my spare time. How, how was your head? Oh, uh, the concussion has yeah. gone over quite nicely. Probably better than I could have hoped, considering I didn't was, go to was, a doctor. Was it the best concussion? Was it, was, it huge? It was huge. It was, it was huge. huge concussion. The best concussion. Rosie O'Donnelly got nothing on my concussions. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, guys, I got some news. News? It's a thing we do. I don't know any of this stuff. It's okay. You're they fine. Made, <laughs> they made like fun that. of me the first time when I didn't participate. I'm like that awkward kid who's like says it just like half a second too late, and everybody. So I was going to say that. I was like, going to say that. I'm like, no, I'm cool. Please. News, news. For news. God's sakes, include me. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, there is a comic book coming out of India uh, called Priya's Mirror. And it is featuring uh, rape and acid attack survivors as the heroines of the comics. Um, Said the characters are based off the experiences of women who have faced attacks, uh, such attacks uh, like Laxamy from India, who was attacked by her brother and her friend when she was 16. Uh, The comic book uh, will be downloadable and it debuts at the end of the month at the New York Film Festival. It uh, aims to accurately reflect the struggle of acid attack survivors uh, as survivors faces, even after their physical wounds begin to heal, uh, they're victims of gender-based violence, but they're often re-victimized by society after the crimes were actually committed. I think that's awesome. I'm actually so in love with that idea of like bringing something really horrific and trying to normalize mm-hmm. normalize it so that people are made aware of it, and it's not just something that goes bump in the night, that it does happen, and then... Yeah. It's going to be accessible, like just downloadable, and a lot of people can really get their hands on it. Mm-hmm. It's that's it's an interesting. Are they giving them like superpowers, or I don't is it know. just? I'm 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 interested. I'm very interested, but I don't know. Uh, the The idea of something like that coming out in India makes me nervous because. Well, I think it's coming it's, out here, but it's just Indian yeah. based. It's publisher. just one of those things. I've known enough people from India, and they take things so literally that mm. 
those kind of things do have the possibility of uh, encouraging copycat attacks or I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. They're weird over there, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you watched a Bollywood film? I, oh, God. <laughs> Does everyone not just dance and sing around like that? Because well, that's what I assume. <laughs> so so you're telling me if I went there, got off the plane, uh-huh. just started like tambourines and singing and stuff, no one would join in? No. Not even if you came no. with me? Oh, Especially okay. then. Oh. Especially yeah. then. Well, damn. What do you think, Caitlin? Um, man, topics like this are so hard uh, because you have to walk this really thin line of not being exploitive and exploitative, and then you also have to walk the line of not, I don't know, glamorizing it in any way mm-hmm. or, yeah, it's, they, they, it, that's going to be a really tough balancing act. Mm-hmm. So props to him for taking the chance. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, that, yeah. that could backfire spectacularly. This I is th- either going to be really good or really yeah, bad. Yeah, like that, that has the potential to be legendary in multiple different ways. I think yeah. them, them debuting it at the New York Film Festival for everyone's a good idea. Instead yeah, of that's just, an interesting idea. That's, yeah. That's a good way to go. Definitely. You've got a, well. You got a lot of people there that like mm-hmm. creative people, and a lot of their eyes on it. So they're gonna take it, I guess, better than if it you would just be, showed someone on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be. Yeah, that's a better venue for that debut than than New York Comic Con. Well, one thing I think is so exciting way. about it is that they're going to be debuted as heroes and not victims. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think that the narrative they're bringing to something so horrible and giving these women a voice is just, I don't know. I'm really excited to read it. I, it, that just seems like something that would be at the top of my list personally. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh yeah. Me too. Like I said, it's just, I, yeah, I'm hopefully they treat yeah. it with like the care since it's such a maybe horrible thing. Yeah. You maybe know? we'll all get it. We'll get it and we'll all talk about it after it comes out. I would like to fun. see. I really would. I really, I'd really like to take a look at that. Do you think that they might be debuting it at the film festival? Because they're trying to get somebody to pick it up and do an adaptation? They might. Yeah. I don't think they would need to debut at a film festival for that. That's the kind of thing that's going to get enough attention mm-hmm. just by being just really Yeah, that, that yeah. screams Sundance. Yeah. That screams Sundance short, actually. Yeah. Hmm. If I had to take a guess. Okay. I got some more Black Panther casting news. Because that's all the news we apparently get out of Black Panther lately. <laughs> um, well, yeah, production hasn't started yet. Yeah. Shh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, Winston Duke from Persons of Interest uh, has landed the key role of Mabaku. M-B-A-K-U. Mabaku. I uh, do better, not know who that is. Better known as Man-Ape. Oh, Man-Ape. Man-Ape. Uh, I do not know who that is. <laughs> oh, that's an unfortunate name for an African-American character. Holy crap, Marvel Comics. Yeah. Um, and he is the powerful ruler of the Jabari tribe, which is a recognized micronation within Wakanda's border. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the man-ape thing. It's really... Oh, yeah, God. It's... That's some horrible implications. Uh, that probably wasn't what they intended at the time, but... Wow. No. Marvel's really good, though, at taking their horribly racist stereotypes from the past and bringing them up and, being, and just making fun of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then moving yeah. on. He, Mandarin. He, he literally yes. is a guy that wears a white ape pelt as his costume. And uh, 
just went with uh, Van Ape, I guess. All right. Awesome. Okay. Uh, I, I'm still excited for the movie. Oh, God, yes. I'm, mm-hmm. I can't wait for it. Every bit that comes out, I'm like, yep, okay, is it coming out now? Is um, it coming out now? Apparently, <laughs> okay. I, I didn't get a chance to see it just because I had to record during the first screening, and then I just didn't feel well and didn't sleep for the second one. But apparently, uh, Queen of Katnabe. The uh, Disney? Yeah, the Disney, the Disney one? one. Apparently, uh, Lupita is just absolutely phenomenal in it. That doesn't surprise me. She's yeah. awesome. And um, so... I'm so excited she's in the Marvel Universe. I'm so excited she's in Marvel and Star Wars. And Star Wars, right? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I've seen those eyes before. <laughs> I like her. I really do. I do too. Kyle? Yeah? How much would you buy Christian Bale's bat suit for? Money or dignity? Um, <laughs> let's go with Money? How much do you think? How much would you be willing to how pay for it? How much would I be willing to pay yes. for it? If I guess if you had unlimited funds, because you're buying un- a okay. bat suit. Uh, He's doing well. Is it, is it wearable? Yeah, it's wearable. Like pajamas. <laughs> yes, is Christian it, Bale pajamas. Is it, is it pre-worn? Yeah, yeah. Nice and moist. So if you stuck your face in it, you'd be able to smell Christian Bale. Uh, yeah. Five bucks. <laughs> One hundred million dollars. <laughs> well, uh, the original bat suit worn by Christian Bale in the Dark Knight movie and the Dark Knight Rises just sold for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Uh, How did you get so many? Was of that them, damn? Was that a charity auction or was it just uh, a regular? It's a, pr- a private collector paid oh. it, so I'm oh. not. So I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, Kevin Smith? It was probably Kevin Smith. <laughs> or Ben Affleck was like, I'm going to wear this one too. <laughs> <laughs> or, he gave, or Matt Damon bought it and shows up at <laughs> Affleck. <laughs> look, look, I got one too. I got one too. This is awesome, I would right, love guys? for Matt Damon to be in the DCU just because I want the two of them in a yeah. movie together. I yeah. think he would play a good Riddler. Matt Damon. It's Riddler. Matt Damon. He would probably play play a good whatever you cast him. Yeah, Potato. he really he really is. Matt Damon <laughs> stars in the summer blockbuster Potato. I freaking love that movie. <laughs> but he's I don't I feel like he doesn't get enough credit for being like and the same with Ben Affleck. He, neither of them mm-hmm. really feel like they get the credit they deserve for being just really really talented actors. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much Ben Affleck puts out there. Everyone's going to go back to Geely or however you say that. Geely. Geely. That was such an awful movie. The movie um, that destroyed like three careers <laughs> and 15 movies surrounding it. Yeah. It left a crater. Because uh, that's one of the reasons why <laughs> Jersey Girl got screwed up. Right? It's what? That's one of the reasons why Jersey Girl got screwed up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, on- not only did it really hurt the movie just because they were both in it, but it actually made Kevin Smith go back and recut it after he finished it to get as much Jennifer Lopez out of the movie as possible. Did did the did said crater have Ben Affleck's like butt chin in the bottom of it? <laughs> His chin it was, is the crater. It was it was an ass chin shaped crater. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and write down ass shaped chin crater. Ass shaped chin crater. <laughs> uh, but first, I'll give you guys another talking point. Uh, John Favreau, who did the Jungle Book yep. remake, is yep. signed on with Disney to do the Lion King live-action remake. Thoughts? Sure, why not? <laughs> Are they going to call it Hamlet? 
<laughs> Didn't he just get... I just read something that the entire premise of The Lion King was stolen from, like, the White Lion or something. Oh, it's stolen from, it's like, from, everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. Every, um, sure. Why not? Yeah. I, I mean... I loved, this, I this loved is, Jungle Book. This is so. going to be... I mean, after Jungle Book was great. I mean, and not only was it really good... It did really well. I think it made like nine hundred nine hundred and sixty-five million. Well. million. Yes. nine hundred and sixty-five. I knew it was mm-hmm. over nine hundred. I knew yeah. it was very close to yeah. breaking the billion because it was like number four mm-hmm. at the time of Disney movies mm-hmm. that were mm-hmm. coming up on a billion because Disney's yeah. had a very good year. <clears throat> so, and then when the Beauty and the Beast teaser trailer just like broke the goddamn internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. It's just like, of course they're going to do this. Why yeah. wouldn't mm-hmm. they? I'm I'm excited to see that one. Because I'm a big Ewan McGregor fan, and he's doing the candle, the candlestick. Oh, oh I thought you were talking mm-hmm. about the Lion King. No, yeah. no, yeah, I was like, no, they already no. cast it for it. What? If they don't get James Earl Jones while he's still alive to do Mufasa again, I will be upset. I'm not ready to watch him die again. It's still too soon for me. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah, it'll always be so affected by that. You wake up in the middle of the night, Mufasa, no. and it calls it. No, <laughs> like I've forgotten who I am. <laughs> Jeremy Irons, stop it. <laughs> Did um, you guys hear that they are doing a Sword in the Stone remake? No, I did not. No, I didn't know that. But yes, that was one of my favorites. Me. Yeah, so Mine they're doing too. that. And they are having uh, Brian Cogman. He's one of the writers for Game of Thrones. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh writing for it. And so this is, and I talked about this a little bit on my episode this last week about all these remakes because Disney's mm-hmm. making a ton of money with this. So they're just going to oh, do yeah. it until they stop making money, which is basically going to be until they stop, Never. until they make a bad <laughs> casting choice. Yeah. Because everybody loves them right now, and it's because they've casted them all really well. So they're they're taking these films that we all love. So Sword and Stone, we all went, oh. and it's, so we have the chance to bring our kids and friends into this and say, like, mm-hmm. hey, here's, here's one that's written for me, but I'm going to bring you to, which hopefully there's not too much Game of Thrones in it. I don't want to see them do bad things that to the owl. That is not a recent story. <laughs> no, it's, no it's not. That's like... Over a year old. I didn't know about that one. I would, yeah. at this point, it's pretty much safe to just assume that Disney is going to remake every single one of their cartoons into live yeah, action. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I've heard, yeah. like, uh, rumblings about the Little Mermaid uh-huh. live mm-hmm. action. I've heard Aladdin too. as well. Yeah. Yep. That Little one. Mermaid, that Aladdin. one. I don't know. And the Genie, Robin Williams. Yeah, that one's, that's, a, little, that's a little hard. That one's got to wait a few more years. Uh, to me, personally. It's like, I think it, it like was before Robin passed away that it that was, one was yeah. being floated. Yeah, I, they've got, they've got a lot they've got a lot of them in in pre production. Yeah, right the, the the Robin Williams death didn't hit me until like six months later when I was watching mm-hmm. Aladdin with my daughter, and I was like, I love this, and then it was just like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Did you see that they are remaking Jumanji, or not remaking? Yes. It, it's a sequel. Yeah, yes. yeah. And I I saw a picture for that, and I was like, Amy Pond, why do they have you in a skimpy outfit again? Why? Yeah. Why? Because they can. Just like they keep putting Rock in the Rock in medium sized t shirts. <laughs> that you're you not know a medium. he's going to do he's something. Not a medium. He's okay, going to do something. Across the board, objectification is not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Kevin Hart. Um, yeah, on a list of things I forgot were happening. Because mm-hmm. when that picture came out, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that movie was happening. And I think my response on Twitter was I look at release schedules, and most of the time my response is just, that's coming huh. out? That's a thing? Huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay. I read that they uh, were going to do a remake initially, and now it's mm-hmm. just a sequel out of respect for Robin Williams. Good. 
You know, it's it's funny when I just talking about Robin Williams again. I was watching Hook the other day. Oh, that's one of my favorite films. And of all time. I noticed because Robin Williams was a very very hairy man. <laughs> yes, he was. He didn't have any hair on his arms. Uh huh. In Hook, I'm like, man, they, some intern or costume person had to wax his arms. Uh-huh. Probably at least three or four times during the filming because that three guy. Or four times the, a day. Yeah, that guy actually. was a walking carpet. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh, I don't not envy that person. He job. also played the carpet in Aladdin. Not very <laughs> the, many people His know chest that. hair was the carpet. <laughs> oh, Write that man. one down. His chest hair was the carpet. <laughs> it's a chest hair carpet. Um, it's a it's a charpet. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, not the, it's not the waxer that I would really feel sorry for. I'd feel sorry for the guy who has to apply the nipple balm oh. after the waxing. <laughs> yeah. Do you think um, they apply it with their hands or with a brush? Or is that too in-depth of a question well, for don't us know. to consider? A, I, don't know. I don't know. I think it really depends on the person. Because <laughs> if it's like, a, imagine like a super well, Robin Williams fan who's like, I love you, Mrs. Doubtfire. That's, it's, that's how Matt Damon got his start. It all comes back to uh-huh. Matt Damon. As the nipple I'm waxer. Sure it, the yeah. Matt, Damon, that was, Matt Damon nipple waxer. <laughs> Uh, that was awesome. Damon's. That was Damon's first job, and he did. He used he used his fingers. He the, the skin was too sensitive for the brush. <laughs> it, it required caressing. This is terrible. Where am I? Okay, <laughs> all right. Moving on. Um, comic book artists uh, create a publication to honor uh, the Orlando victims of the uh, the Pulse shooting. Uh, it says uh, the comic book community is coming together to help. The victims of the Orlando shooting in uh, in December, DC Comics and IDW will publish Love is Love, a 144-page comic book whose proceeds will benefit equality in Florida and its its fund for those affected by the June 12th attack at the Pulse nightclub in Florida. The comic will sell for $9.99 and is made up of more than 100 stories. Each is one or two pages with... uh, Oh, great. I get creator names. Um, Who's... Creators include Damon Lindelof, Patton Oswald, Phil Jimenez, Oliver Coppel, and uh, the the guy who put it together said, "I purposely said it would be a one page thing to get more people to commit." So he just went around to everyone. I was like, "Listen, just just one page, just, just write one page." <laughs> I think that's awesome, and I love yeah. it when the comic book community does stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think that comic books are a little bit more on the forefront of addressing social issues. So it just seems that once they hit it, it it tends, like just bringing Mm -hmm. it into pop culture. It's the same thing with the uh, acid attack victims. It's just bringing this stuff into a medium that's a lot more accessible for people. Not everybody sits down and watches the news or pursues it. And this is reaching a completely different audience for it. So. Right. Yeah. Well, what they're doing is they're they're shaping and, and warping uh, young impressionable minds. <laughs> they're like, don't be they're bigots. Like, no, <laughs> be, we're, we're molding the minds of the children. Speaking of being progressive, I just grabbed Luke's notes and was checking to see if they were on there. Greg Rucka confirmed today that Wonder Woman is bisexual. I saw that. Yeah. Or I think it was like queer yeah they want to be but you can't be an amazon on an island of women and not be into women that yeah. is so <laughs> like i've never seen a man but i need one it's like come on be realistic anyway I, women I and so just superman yeah yeah because he's an although idiot. i think that makes that makes me a little a little sad well wouldn't that 
Okay, but he's an alien, though. So wouldn't that... Does that count? Well, I guess. She was with Steve Trevor. He was a human. Yeah. Well, so human, alien, women. Yeah. Men, women, alien. Are Amazon technically human? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. All I know is all I know is that it makes me a little sad because my chances with Wonder Woman just like, <laughs> dropped by fifty percent. That's okay. Because that was the only thing holding you back. It yeah, was. It that was, was it. it was I, it. I'll be sure to let Carly know that. <laughs> she, she knows. She knows. She knows. It's she a knows. nightly discussion. She so she's your... happy because her chances just went up by fifty <laughs> percent. He he walks in every day and she goes, "How'd it go?" He's like. Still struck out with Wonder Woman. She goes, yeah. "You'll get him tomorrow." It's like it's like when the new, when like when the news that that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie were getting a divorce. First thing I did was send my wife a text message. I said, "So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but Angelina's available." Like, I'm cashing in that hall pass. <laughs> Be home late. The only thing I got back was, "Don't blame you." Good so luck, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Good luck. I Good said, luck. "Hey, Brad's available too." She's like. Yeah, good point. Meh. Okay. <laughs> I love <Yeah>. your wife. <laughs> so, I'm going to skip the Daredevil news. Why are you going to skip the Daredevil because news? Because we've covered it. I gave him Caitlin. shit about that. She gave me shit. She they threw did, things uh, at me. Were... I'm abused. I'm an abused podcast host. I did just send a picture around. Actually, I will copy it and post it onto our uh, Facebook page. Of uh, They released a picture of the Justice Society of America. And everyone wears black except... Stargirl. <laughs> well, I think Vixen's kind of wearing green-ish. It's, but they're not very inspired-looking costumes. Yeah, they're not very... Like, when you saw Thor's costume, <laughs> you're like, wow, they really went for it. Space Viking and everything. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Kenneth Branagh. Yes. Yes, he was like, no. Hey, Mr. Branagh, what are you going to do about Thor's costume to make it more, look, uh, look, look more realistic for <laughs> the screen? Nothing. <laughs> because it's fucking awesome. You know how he actually fought to do more scenes with the helmet? Yeah. But they wouldn't let him because everyone needs to see Chris Hemsworth's beautiful mm-hmm. face and flowing locks. Mm-hmm. They're not wrong. No, they're not. They're absolutely they're not. not. They're not. Because the helmet did look wind up looking a little silly on screen. Yeah. But not if, everything translates well. No, it's true. it doesn't. It's true. But if someone was like, hey, here's Thor's helmet from the movie, I would wear it every day. I'd have it on now. It's true. I'd have the headphones duct taped to it. It'd be so classy, guys. <laughs> so classy. I've got this image of Luke wearing a Viking helmet everywhere he goes, big beard sticking out. Oh, yeah, I'd get in my car and like my head would be kinked to the yeah. side because I couldn't s- sit up straight. Um, and then the you immediately part, get pulled over and arrested. The best part would be you constantly have to yell at yell at everybody as if they were mortal. Yeah. <laughs> See, and then when I curse you, mortal, yeah. and then when I uh, the cops would come, I mean, I was like, you dare threaten the son of Odin with such a, and then they tase yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, but it would just be a taser because you're white. Yeah, <laughs> yep. 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 it's meh, true. Meh, meh, meh. Um, so the uh, the orders for comic books have hit a twenty year high. Um, and they say it's, uh, propelled by DC's Rebirth series. Uh, Diamond shipped over 10.26 million copies to comic book stores in North America in August. Uh, and that the last time the stores hit that volume was December 1996. So it's, it's, it's been a while. Nice. So wait, it, that's surprising considering 
1996 is when Marvel declared bankruptcy. Is this just DC Comics or no. comics no, it's, in general? It's, it's comics in general because you got to think mm-hmm. X Men still sold, and that 96 there was still the you know 47 different variant foil covers of mm-hmm. Cable and his Dupliceps. So, so they just keep you know they just kept uh, selling it, it like that. <laughs> that's selling to distributors. That's not. Actual sales At from the, the retailers, it's just yeah. not units sold. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so well, I mean, you, you know. you'd think good retailers are ordering based off what they're selling, but they're like ordering to fill the whole boxes or things like that. Yeah. Well, that's because people were buying things by whole boxes because it was going to pay for their kids' mm-hmm. college. Hey, hey, yeah. my collection still no, no, no. It's not. No. no, it's not. Just let the dream die. Let it die. Oh, the speculative Just read those books. Read the books. Superman and his fucking fantastic mullet all through the night. If if he comes, or when Superman comes Mm -hmm. back for the Justice League movie, if he is not sporting that bitchin' mullet for just a scene, I will riot. There was a picture of him wearing his black. Okay. Yeah, they they have definitely hinted at black Step two is mullet. (laughs) Step two is mullet. I don't know, that seems way too edgy for Zack Snyder. Well, but what if he turned his head and the mullet went in like slow motion? No, the mullet explodes. <laughs> he turns his head. It explodes off him, and he's like perfect the haircut. Muscles, the, the, the mullet somehow makes his masculine figure look even more masculine. Mm-hmm. The mullet is actually Mufasa from Lion King, <laughs> <laughs> which is also made up of Robin Williams' chest hair. Oh, no. <laughs> all ties together. Yeah. Oh, it's all connected. Um. The more I think about Batman v Superman, the more I like I realize how homoerotic it is for such a dude bro movie. <laughs> yeah, there was all yeah, Superman yeah. and all his abs. All the abdominals. Like mm-hmm. it's way more homoerotic than Marvel movies are. But it's not Top Gun level. Top no, Gun's in the, its own own <laughs> bracket. You have to go to the back room for anything more homoerotic than Top Gun. I was watching an episode of the Goldbergs. I don't know if you guys watched that. <laughs> but uh, one of the brothers saw Top Gun and decided he wanted to go uh, into the military. So he joined his high school's ROTC. And he kept mm-hmm. going, when do we get to show off our sweet volleyball skills? <laughs> and then they did. And it was just a lot of ass slapping oh. and people taking their shirts off. It's funny. You had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> had to be there. So the Daredevil news. I'm going to say it. Okay. Um, we've said it before. Everything comes but, back to uh, Daredevil. Yep. It's my, I said it's my secondary mutation. I can relate almost anything back to Daredevil. Um, but it's probably going to come back in 2018. I would assume it would be the second one in 2018 because they do Jessica Jones season two at the beginning. Because it's filming back to back with the Defenders. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you get... Uh, Iron Fist, Defenders, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and that may even be a Punisher one. So who knows? And I'm okay with that. I honestly think they're going to do Punisher before they do Daredevil season three. I no. still don't. I still don't want a Punisher series. That's no, I don't yeah, either. That's what I'm saying. But too. it's going to happen. I mean, I like I like the character, 
but I don't want him to have his own series. He fits better just, in other people's shows. Yes, yes, I just want to see him wandering through the shows and Murdering just show people. up. He would, yeah. be, he would be another good Rosario Dawson type character, only he's going around yeah. murdering he's, everyone. Yeah, he's reverse Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need to have any dialogue at all. He just like needs to show up, shoot people, and then Mini from, gun from the distance go, and wander off screen you know i it's it's so funny my little brother still gets upset that they showed the punisher get that huge minigun Mm -hmm. right when he went back to his house for the spray paint for Mm -hmm. his uh for his chest thing and then when he shows up to help daredevil he doesn't have even have the giant minigun on him it's getting installed in the van (laughs) in the van in the punisher van the Punish Mobile. Does your Mobile? <laughs> I think Does that's going into a different. To the Weekly Planet at all? Because I don't think so. I listened. They went on a huge tangent about that. Because <laughs> one of the guys is very invested in miniguns. Like, listen, you don't go pick up that minigun and not use it. it just doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah, but the Punisher is a smart guy. He knows the appropriate use of a minigun. <laughs> But there and, were like taken, initially like a hundred ninjas. Yeah, like, there was like a million scene. ninjas there, and they could have minigunned everyone. That's but, the appropriate use of a minigun. Right? His right? friends were there too, taking out mystical ninjas. You can't aim with a minigun; you just point it in a general direction. Yeah, Daredevil <laughs> would be like, uh, he'd do his little body, he'd do his little body shake, and a little shake. Uh-huh. They would yeah. bounce off Electra because she's so fabulous. Yep. Probably, yeah. I don't know. I think my favorite meme from Daredevil is that one where he's like sitting at the, from season two, where he's sitting at the desk <laughs> and he just kind of holds his cane off and it's bitch, I'm fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want that as a poster in my in my just on get my it Daredevil tattooed wall. across your chest. I might as well, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Um, Don't give him any ideas. (laughs) All right. We will take our break, and then we will come back and talk comics and the newly started up nerdy TV shows. Greetings. This is Kyle from the Utah Outcast. Come join Felicia, X, and me, three outspoken atheists living in Utah, every week as we give you our spin on news and current events, pop culture, with a different special guest each week. You can find Utah Outcasts on PodHell.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and soon even Google Play. You can also find Utah Outcasts on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and of course, UtahOutcast.com. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. All right, welcome back. So we're going to talk about some comics, because I feel like it's been a long time since we've talked about comics here well in defense of most of the podcast we're all also really super busy i don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about we're mm-hmm. not busy at all when was the last time what movie was the last movie you saw i have no idea <laughs> oh, i'm sorry <laughs> for the record i'm not going to be around for the accountant so you should really make an effort to try and go to that one if yeah, to try and I'm find planning. the butt-shaped chin crater I'm I'm planning on that, yeah. You're planning? I'm planning on I'm that. planning on that. So I can, I hope it's in 3D so I can sit there and try to pretend to touch the chin butt. <laughs> or Anna Kendrick, you know, whichever one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Double pointer fingers. All right, so this is going to be spoilery, but uh, I read Civil War number five, Brian Michael Bendis, David Marquez. Um it is continuing the story that's been happening. The uh, the Inhuman, his uh, name is escaping me at the moment. Holy crap. Ulysses. Uh, Ulysses. Thank you. Mm. Who can uh, 
project the future, mm-hmm. and they're uh, using his projections to stop it before it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the it finally comes to a head in this issue. And I love how it starts because it's uh, some tourists in a helicopter. And they're like, come on, man. You said we were going to see superheroes. And he's like, no, I said you may see superheroes as Drax goes flying by the screen, <laughs> through, <laughs> by, the, by the window, and slams into something. And he's like, well, there you go. Uh, and then it cuts to this huge uh, splash page. And it kind of has the uh, the team split up. You got on Team Iron Man side, you have Iron Man, uh, Old Man Logan, uh, Cyclops, Luke Cage, Kate Bishop, Doctor Strange, Captain America, Steve Rogers, uh, Jane Foster, Thor, uh, Young Angel, Sam Wilson, Captain America, Young Beast, Vision, Miles Morales, and Young Iceman. And then over on uh, Captain Marvel's side, you got Black Panther, Magic, She-Hulk, uh, the Guardians, um, Alpha Flight, Venom for some reason, Storm, and the old Iceman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Question. Yes. I've heard rumors that this book is doing Carol's character really dirty. Is it true? It's... They're... Because I was against this premise from day one. Yeah, they they are trying, trying really hard to do the to, nuance thing. To, yeah, but it's, it's failing. Sometimes miserably. Bendis isn't the best at that. No. Sometimes mm. he's really good at it. Sometimes <laughs> it's not. And I feel like you're supposed to in these like you know hero versus hero. You're supposed to not be like okay, that one's the bad guy. And that one's the good guy. You're supposed to be able to go, oh, I can kind of see, you know, I, I'm kind of like a little bit of both, just like the, mm-hmm. the Captain America Civil War movie. You get where they're both coming from. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you understand it. And you may even, agree even one with way the, or the other. Even with but... the original Civil War, it mm-hmm. made sense. But even when they, they, when they announced this presence, I think we might have even talked about it on here. I was like, that does not sound like Carol Danvers. I yeah. don't like yeah. this. And ever since the post-Secret War stuff, she has been a lot more, like, ever since Kelly Sue stopped writing her, she's been very militant. Like, she's a she's a military commander. She's always been, you know, a military person. She's really going all into it, because she's now in charge of Alpha Flight. She's the commander of a space station mm-hmm. orbiting the Earth, and that's it comes naturally to her, but it... I don't know. There's there's times where you see what's going on, but then most of the time it's not. And they spend a lot of time with Carol in these books trying to make you see her side. And really the only point in this whole series that I felt on her side was when Jennifer Walters woke up from a coma and found out that Bruce Banner had been killed. Because of stuff, and now you're like, oh, okay, okay, I can kind of, I can kind of see all that stuff, but, um, because I have this entire series because Charles, thank you very much, Charles has been collecting all the Phil Noto covers for me, mm-hmm. so I have them all, but I have no desire to read it because I have a feeling I'm going to read it and I'm just going to get mad. It's if I bet you if you wait and read all of it in one big chunk like a trade, mm-hmm. it won't be as. <coughs> frustrating 
Like, you can still see glimmers of the uh, Carol that was in this. And I'm a big, big Captain Marvel fan, so I'm just like, come on. Come on, Bendis. Come on. I, believe, I, know, you can do, I know you can do great stuff. Just let, let's see it. Um, the other cool thing is in the, they have their heroes page, the, uh, you know, where they split it down the middle and they have each team. They have Riri Williams over with Iron Man and, again, Kate Bishop. Over there, and I think that's awesome. But the sad part is down at the very bottom, you see sad, sad Clint Barton, who's kind of like stuck in the middle of everything. Cause you mean human disaster Clint Barton? Yeah. yeah. Is he still in jail? No, no. He, he got off for, oh. of, the, of the murder charge, even oh. though Matt Murdock tried him. It's all right. You can't win them all, Matt. Um, oh, Daredevil failed at something. Well, he... Uh, how do they, you sleep at night? He's not because, a prosecutor, so... Yeah, he's a defense attorney, all right, mm-hmm. and they made him prosecute. But he also saw that they were stacking the deck against Clint, and he demanded a fair trial. Because he's like, listen, I'm going to put this guy away, but I'm going to do it on the on the level. Um, <laughs> there's... Don't uh, mind me. <laughs> uh, that, that one, I think, was called The, the Accused... Civil War to the accused. It's like a one shot of uh, Matt Murdock doing lawyery mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just no. I'm I'm like purposefully avoiding most of them. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the the arc to finish, That's and for fair. them to put it all into a book, <laughs> so I can read it. Yeah, because um, I keep missing issues. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, that's how I am with the Star Wars books. I've kind of waited. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to collect them in trades when they come out because, yeah, like I enjoy them, but I want to read them in like story mm-hmm. chunks. Um, well, cool. it's, not, it's not just a single. The Civil War is not just a single title. They're stretching it across the the Guardian series, the Captain Marvel series. Mm-hmm. So it's all over. Yeah. Um, the, there's a there's a panel in here that reminds me of the old uh, or the uh, Avengers uh, X Men versus comics mm-hmm. that they did when uh, they did Iron Man versus Magneto. Mm-hmm. That and, was the best versus yeah, issue. Yeah, they and they have. said uh, they said you must, uh, if you think the Master of Magnetism versus the Iron Avenger is uh, or the Armored Avenger is a uh, uh, open and shut case, you don't know Tony Stark and. Tony Stark shoots out all these little orbs and it goes around him and disrupts the magnetic field. Magneto just falls down and he's like, <laughs> and just flies away. They're all uh, neodymium yeah. magnets. And so like, yeah. it, 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 the best part about that comic was they, they took the price of everything and they're like, mm-hmm. each one of these costs $2 and there's roughly 3000 of them flying around just for a few minutes. Yeah. And uh, they kind of have the uh, the same thing in this Carol. Uh, like one of her abilities is she can absorb energy. So he like blasts her with a you know one of his repulsor rays, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Come on, Tony!" And he's like, uh, "What do you say?" She said, "You must." Uh, I'm a little surprised. You you know you forgot that I could do that. And he's like, "I didn't forget." And then she's like, "What are you talking?" And then it like tases her. Like he reversed the energy, and it just knocks her out of the fight. Um, there's some really cool. A uh, fight between a fight between uh, Doctor Strange and Magic using all their magicy portally stuff. <laughs> it, it's it, like the first few pages is just you know punch punch punch, and hey look at that Matt Murdock showed up. 
and then sad Clint. Always sad Clint. It always it always shows Hawkeye walking away, lonely man style, from the old uh, Hulk TV show. It, you know, every time they show him, that's what he's doing. Uh, throughout this issue, they're uh, trying to convince the Iron Man side is trying to convince uh, why can't I th- uh, the Guardians and uh, Star Lord in particular that he's like, listen, you don't have the whole story. I thought we were friends. And he replies with, yeah, she told me. I'm better friends with her, though. <laughs> so that's, like, the only reason that they're there. And Rocket is there because he wants to shoot things. Yeah. He's well, like, oh, well, they called Rocket. me to shoot things. Of course I'm going to show up. <laughs> uh, but this whole issue is just a, you know, slugfest. Uh, and then at the very end, Ulysses has another vision and... He sh- everyone sees it, and that vision is of Miles Morales standing on the steps of the Capitol building, uh, bloody fists, with uh, Captain America Steve Rogers, like a spike through his chest, and he's obviously dead. And that's when they, Carol just basically turns to him and says, you know, you, you know you're under arrest. But there's a, there's a little... Like, he can't believe it, but there's a, a cool little moment between uh, Kamala Khan and Miles. Because they're, you know, they're in the new mm-hmm. Avengers together. They've been palling around. And she's like, no, 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 you know, that that's not going to happen. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. And then Carol, her idol, walks up and just walks past her and goes, sorry, kid, you're under arrest. So that's, I, I can't wait to read the Miss Marvel after this to see kind of the follow-up of that. But it, it was good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Chelsea? Oh, I was just going to say, can we have a civil war where they don't kill Steve, please? <laughs> no. No. Because well, then I'm leaving. Because <laughs> you out. need to kill Steve. Because nobody really likes him. I love Uh-oh. him. If you say Uh-oh. that again, I'm calling the police. Uh-oh. Is Kyle egging something on again? <laughs> Who would have thunk? Nobody really likes Captain America. That is ridiculous. Just... I feel like you're personally attacking me and I don't even know you. <laughs> Everyone knows Kyle. He's that big brother that you never see. <laughs> I don't have a brother anymore because he made fun of Steve Rogers. So that <laughs> Holy shit. If it was that easy to lose brothers, man. Oh. Gone through them like Damn. old newspapers over here. <laughs> Call my brother right now. Hey, brother. How's he doing? Steve Rogers is a He's dick. Like, I just descend upon him. Like, He's like, you're dead to me. <laughs> you're dead to me. Get out of here. Okay, so here's my problem with that last panel, though, with mm. Miles Morales. Yeah. Is it's such an obvious, like, that's not how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like. But they do, they do, like, I'd say 99% of what has been projected has happened, but that's that's the point. Unless it's one hundred percent has happened, yeah, and the, yeah, you that, can't, yeah, you can't rely. And on that. that right there is the whole basis for the Civil War. Tony's like, it has to be a hundred percent, and Carol goes, ninety nine is good enough for me. And then you also get the the fact that the because they can change the future. Why why are you saying that that was actually going to happen in the first place? Because mm-hmm. you have no idea because yeah. you changed it. Yeah, they also do like, okay, you know, he's not a robot. He has biases. Are those playing into 
his his visions, and Tony does kidnap him to perform these mm-hmm. uh, perform these uh, um, tests and bit. stuff on him because like I said the Tony whole, fucking Stark. The whole thing of this just falls apart for me, and I'm just I can't get behind it. Like it this, but like, Axis really annoyed me. Like really annoyed me because even, it was really terrible. Even the part with but, uh, like, this Carnage. One just, <laughs> God, I loved that. <laughs> in in Axis, uh, Carnage is you know uh, everything gets reversed, so he's like a a good guy, and he goes in to help uh, Spider Man defuse a bomb, and then he's like, "I want you to build a statue of me, right in Central Park, most liberal city that there is." And play with Confederate flags hanging all over me, playing Freebird twenty four seven. And Peter's like, uh, "Okay, like you promised me, boy." And he's like, uh, "All right, I promise." And then he blows himself up while singing Freebird. Literally, the only good thing that came out of Axis was um, Superior Iron Man. That was it. Yeah, I didn't love that book. That was a great book. Now, like I like I said, I can't get behind this event. It just falls apart for me from the onset. Mm-hmm. None of it ever made sense. For me, Tony Stark is in character. A dick? Of, he's in character of Tony Stark, though. He would no. do that. No, he would. He Carol would. is really... Carol and Steve, honestly, Steve Rogers, if there was something like this, Steve wouldn't be following anyone. He'd be like, listen, this is how it's going to happen. You guys are being idiots. Sit down. I'm Steve Rogers. I'm putting you both in the corner. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I hope Smack. I don't get shot again. <laughs> I hate Has anyone shot. seen Bucky recently? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up old ones. That's okay. <laughs> he's, he's back. I'm just excited. I didn't know we could swear. That was... Thank you. Oh, okay. Just, yes, oh. you can swear. Oh, yes. We get we get the explicit tag. You should just yeah. go back and look some of our titles. Yeah, I think we had Catholic Noodle Parlor. Uh, one yeah, of our titles. That's one of them. That was what I was on. Yes, yes, you were. Um, so you read the Dark Phoenix Saga? Yes, we covered it in book club recently. It was our um, September selection. And give us a brief description of what it is it's it's really one of the seminal books in x-men that you kind of oh, need to read brief 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 uh well chris claremont who wrote it uh took about three years to set it up so i will skip all of that um <laughs> the premise is basically that mastermind is going to manipulate Jean gray and uh as a result the dark phoenix comes out but the amazing thing with this is how many firsts actually came out of Dark Phoenix Saga. Um, that was the introduction of Kitty Pride, Dazzler, and then the Hellfire Club, which was the first time that a giant organization was the evil mastermind. And all their corsets. Yes. All the corsets. And I'm pretty the- sure that they all, even the guys had corsets on under their vests and jackets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And well, they're is- very slimming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I've got one on right now. <laughs> yes. Don't look at me like I'm meat, Kyle. Peach is your color, I would say. <laughs> there um, is not enough sensual eye contact there. Not, <laughs> not yet. We're building. Can they color. hear it if you stroke the microphone? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, where was I? Um, Write down stroke the microphone, please. Uh, stroke the microphone. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so it actually went over really well in book club. We had been covering a lot of independent comics for a minute, and those can get a little weird sometimes. So it was yeah. nice to go yeah, back to. It was nice to go back to just solid Marvel storytelling. Um, and it, it really resonated with everybody in the club. It was Wolverine has the epic fight scene where he has to fight through all these layers of hell to get, essentially get back up to where the action is. Um, so much stabbing. He stabbed everyone. so many things. Babies, cats, <laughs> food, ATM machines, it, everything. Um, but yeah, and then it finally ends up with, spoiler alert, if you didn't read this comic from, from 1980 the 1980s, something. Yeah. Um, but Jean Grey dies, and she doesn't just die the epic hero death, but she essentially commits suicide. And it actually resonated for a while in the Marvel Universe, because then immediately after, Cyclops quits the X-Men. And then Cyclops' story gets a little weird after that. But did uh, I can't? I'm trying to remember if it's before or after the Dark Phoenix saga when she blew up the planet of broccoli people. That is during it, and Uh then um, they put her on trial. Mm, That's right. And then all of the X Men have to kind of have a uh, an honor duel on the Mm, moon. That's in the in the the scroll Cree. That's right. When they wore their old costumes, they're like, "Let's Mm. bring out the old costumes." Underwear on the outside. She literally goes back to her Marvel Girl costume, and it was horrible and amazing. (laughs) So, but um, yeah, before that, um, I wasn't a fan of Jean Grey. She was kind of just. Marvel Girl to me. <laughs> That's the stroking microphone sound. <laughs> Marvel <Blah>. Girl. <laughs> um, and then it really brought her to the forefront as a really formidable character. Um, and then they kill her, but she came back, yeah. obviously. And I'm trying to remember like the politics and stuff behind that, that they weren't going to kill her originally. And the... Well, Xavier is uh, banging the main chick. So she was like, oh, we'll give his, you a pass. His bird alien girlfriend? Yeah. Um, Who doesn't have one? Kyle. This guy, because he hates where's, Captain where's, America. <laughs> Kyle hates Captain America and does not you have a bird one. alien girlfriend. I have no bird alien girlfriend, no. This week. But there's well, time. There is. There's time. I'll help you out. Good. Okay. Um, yeah, after, after that is when it got weird with Cyclops, when he started dating Jean Grey's clone girlfriend, and then had a kid, and then left them. Can I tell you though that whole Cyclops whole like view on relationships just like I was reading it and I was like I don't know that that actually would work so Gene and he were talking because I guess uh for a while when he thought that Gene was was mm. dead he was dating someone else and Gene and he was like I when you were gone I just decided I couldn't feel anything cuz then I wouldn't stop feeling and it's like that's not how it works, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Scott, yeah, this, you don't know how to people, do you, Scott? No. <laughs> this was my first introduction to realizing how many people hate him. I didn't realize well, it. Well, yeah, it's... A, <laughs> I he's love incredi- Scott he's incredibly, Well, you're wrong. He's incredibly oh, nearsighted. Snap. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh. I see what you did there. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> I I mean, it wouldn't Sam be so bad. He just he just he, he approaches all all of his relationships in complete tunnel vision. And the worst part is is the the Jean Grey Scott Summers relationship in the X Men. That's like what all the kids see, mm-hmm. and they're like, "That's what an adult relationship is like." No, oh, no, it's no, not. Children. No, don't, don't. No. And then they look at and they're, "Oh, maybe Charles and his birth." No, that's no. not. Mm-hmm. No. That's not one either. Uh, my Logan. favorite relationship was Dazzler and her roller skates. So. Yes, 
I can co-sign on that one. Yeah. I forgot how much I hated Charles Xavier in this. He's so creepy. He's a baby. He's such a little. I'm he's trying a little re- bitch. I'm That's trying the only to remember. Does he it. does he wear that? Does he still have that like blanket that he wears over his legs yes. at this point? Well, yes. he's gone, and he <laughs> comes back, and then he's just frustrated that Scott's been in charge this, this whole isn't time. How I would do it. Yeah, and Scott backseat like, teaming. Yeah, it was so. I was like, this is the first time I've seen Charles as kind of like a little man baby. It's After like, I read this, I, I don't like, know if I like him. No wonder Cyclops kills him. <laughs> right? See, and Charles it's, and it's even creepy Go back man. and read like Silver Age Marvel yeah. where he's yeah. like crushing on like 16 year old Jean Grey and you're like, oh. that's weird, Charles. Knock it off. Stop it. And you've got a blanket on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> this is not okay. Why do you need okay. the blanket on his lap? Exactly. Hello, Jean. Would you exactly. come into my office, please? He's like, he's like Jean, go train. Don't go. <laughs> What? His comforter is made out of Robin Williams' chest, chest hair. hair. Oh. Yep. It's the it's, fabric of the Marvel Universe. It's really the best. It's really the best choice. It's very absorbent. Well, there's a lot of it too. So it oh, why does it need to be absorbent though? Oh it's wind resistant, um, insulated, keeps yeah. you warm in the winter and keeps you dry in the summer. Stands up well to repeated washings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone too far. Um, I checked out of this conversation like I know, five minutes take ago. Me with you. Right. Please take me nope, with you. nope, you're in it. Um, so that was, yeah, it was a lot of the the politics behind the scenes of that is Gene killed an entire planet of people, and Claremont and Byrne were just gonna, you know, just they didn't weren't gonna kill her. They were just gonna roll through with it. But I think it was Jim Shooter was the editor at the time, and he said, he's like, no, no, there has to be consequences for her killing an entire planet of Mm -hmm. innocent beings. So, killed her. I was actually honestly surprised when they were all fighting for her, and they're having this, like, existential crisis. Like, she just murdered billions of people, but friendship. I was like, this is insane. If any of you (laughs) killed somebody, I wouldn't be your friend anymore. And I barely know any of you in here and i can say that with confidence but she's a super good person really deep down inside i mean it's not really her fault she committed mass genocide have you have you read any of the newer all new x-men when the younger x-men come to the future no tell me about it because there is a scene where they bring young gene forward gene's been dead for a while and she makes like a psychic connection with old hank mccoy who has been with that was with his. This his is during timeline. the Brian Wood run, right? Uh, it's uh, the Brian Michael Bendis yeah, when he was doing Uncanny and All New X Men. It's like the first eighteen issues of it, yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, oh, okay. and so she like is just coming into her uh, psychic powers, and she taps into his brain and sees what her life is going to be, and is like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, "I'm sorry." Why were you thinking that stuff? Well, because I haven't seen you in 15 years. <laughs> and that's what popped into my head. And it's it's really good. Like, And it changes the entire direction of her character currently in the Marvel Universe. Because now they've killed off old Scott Summers. They've had old Gene dead for a while. So these are the only two versions in the current Marvel continuity. And they're completely fresh. They can do whatever they want. And I'm excited to see that. Let's do another wedding. Mm. That's what we need. As long as she wears that same dress with the big poofy uh-huh. shoulders. God, that's an awful dress. I would wear it. It was terrible. You wouldn't know. 
<laughs> I would wear it. And It'd it would great. look terrible on you. No, I could rock it. It would be no, fantastic. You what don't if have Angelina right... Jolie wore it? It doesn't matter. Nobody can pull that dress off. Well, that's ridiculous. She can wear anything. <laughs> because it will light on fire eventually because she is Phoenix. Um, yeah, and uh, your next book that you have coming up. Uh, it's Batman the Long Halloween for October. Get it? Because Halloween. Ooh. Yeah. I don't get it. It's um, well, we made a covenant with Christ to never cover anything. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Uh, I'm on board now. Oh, I like this Sorry. book club. <laughs> um, you would. Yeah. So, so we're meeting at church. It's on a Sunday. I'm just kidding. Uh, now Kyle's definitely on everyone board. bring your Wonder Bread <laughs> and water cups. Um, <laughs> we're meeting on October 16th at. Six o'clock p.m. Yes. At five o'clock yes. p.m. Six, five. five. Don't come at six. Five. That's when it ends, and that's really mean. I am so sorry if anyone tuned out right when I said that. <laughs> they're um, like, and I'm out. Fuck it. Yeah. They're like, got what I wanted to know. This is why I'm here. Yeah. At the Leighton Heebie-Jeebies, October sixteenth. Uh, I'll be there. Oh well. Mm, well, that, hey. that might be pending. Are you sure it's not at six? No. You have to wear the uh, <laughs> like you have to get a Thor helmet and you have to wear it. Thor helmet, headphones duct taped on, peach corset. Got it. Yes, especially the peach Jean corset. Jean Grey wedding dress. Yes, actually just dress, dress like Frankenfurter from oh, Rocky yeah. Horror Picture You know what? Show. I think Ryan, I speak for him where he would be all for that. So. Yeah, everybody come. Just. I don't know why we're on this tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Read it, Batman Long Halloween. Happens. Welcome it's to the Nerd cool. Dome podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, like I said on the, the uh, video that we posted up that's on our YouTube page. Um, this was one of the first uh, Batman graphic novel collections that I read. And it. I'm glad that I did because he literally goes through like all of his bad guys while he's trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And I Scarecrow's always been one of my favorite bad guys. So seeing him get some love in it along with the Riddler, who also... You know, they're not the Joker so or Catwoman or even Poison Ivy, so they kind of get pushed to the back of the rogues gallery. It's a dude. Mm-hmm. So therefore not interesting to most comic fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, as I said before, the uh, the, the art is kind of, it's, it's the era that it was drawn. Yeah. Kind of Frank Millery, really dark inks mm. and heavy lines. But it's also the same, these are the same people that do the... Uh, Daredevil yellow and Captain America white and stuff like that. So they've kept the same style. And I'd say if you like it, check those ones out too. I think they have Hulk gray and Spider-Man blue. Blue? Yeah, Spider-Man blue. Which I loved. We should talk about that someday. Yes. Yes. And the Joker in it is basically telling people to stop, you know, find out who's killing people or I'm going to start killing people. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, it's the Joker. That makes perfect sense yeah. for the Joker. Yeah. And it is the era of the Batman wearing the spawn cape, apparently, because mm-hmm. it's always just like a his million feet long. Everywhere. And his and his cowl, like the ears are like six feet tall. Mm-hmm. So but the story is really good. The story's really good. A lot of mobster stuff, a lot of really good Gotham stuff. Yeah. So I suggest reading it as well. 
And if you're going to read it, come to book club. Huzzah. Blop, 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 blop. We don't have we don't have theme music. I'm sorry. You should I know. Get theme music. I think blop 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 is is your is your theme music. Um, also, this week or this last couple weeks, we've had the return of some of the TV shows that are comic book related, such as Lucifer and yeah. Agents of Shield and Gotham. Lucifer is another thing me and Charles agree on. Yes. <laughs> I do not watch Lucifer, so sell me on Lucifer. So sell me on Satan. <laughs> Tom Just... Ellis is a beautiful human being. That's all you need to know. <laughs> they give him a lot of excuses to sing, and he has a fantastic voice. <laughs> Singing Satan. Yeah. No, um, Lucifer was one of those shows God. where it's... It's all, it's entirely the cast and the characters that hold it together because at least the first season is very case of the week. It's very procedural. And I'm not 100% sure they're going to go with that direction in the second season because we've only had one episode so far. But um, yeah, they just have really interesting. I, I haven't read Sandman. It's one of my nerd sins, I guess. N- neither have I. I'm okay. Sorry. So <laughs> we covered it in book club. <laughs> it wasn't a church, and so it wasn't a church. So yeah. So I don't know if the mythology in the show is accurate, but mm. I really like what they're doing with looking at religious mythology. As someone who has come from a very religious family, uh, I like the idea of looking at like the concept of Satan and what a you know looking at what a, a fallen angel would actually be like. What kind of person would be the type of person who would. You know, want not only con- uh, watch over hell for so long, but also just walk away from it. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I, re- yeah, I really like the mythology. The mythology was the thing that totally sold me, but also just like really, really good, really great cast, actually. Because the whole point of the devil is, you know, he's supposed to be very alluring and, you know, like captivating and just like the kind of person that you just kind of stare at and you're like, I'd spend five minutes, I'm getting creepy kind mm-hmm. type of thing. <laughs> and that's incredibly like, that's that's Tom Ellis. That is him. Like that is, he embodies that character just so, so perfectly. Okay. Yeah, I. it's one of those ones that I've, I've watched so many. No, I understand. It's it's a good it's a good binge show in my opinion. I I think I actually went into season one pretty late. I think it was like more than halfway through when I jumped in, but I binged through it really fast. And it was one of the shows I was really looking. I'm I'm looking forward to it on a weekly basis now, not just because I'm reviewing it for the site. My next review will be more on time. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. so we had Agents of Shield also, which I love that damn show. Mm-hmm. As much shit as it gets from everyone, like you know, is it is it worth you, is it worth you me can't going back to deny it? that a lot of that shit is rightly deserved? It's, it's true, but I can't stop watching it. So I'm so invested if you're asking in that if show. you need to go back and watch any of it, uh-huh. the answer is no. This yeah. season okay. has pretty much been a soft reboot. Okay, good. Because when did you season... drop out last? Season two. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I if you watch the movies, all I you just, need to know. If you watch the movies, you'll know where what the universe yeah. is. Yeah. Like the I don't know. I, yeah. It. I don't remember where it was. It was so boring that I just I completely forgot. See, season two yeah. is probably the best season in my opinion. 
It, I I liked the way they introduced the Inhumans in season two. Mm-hmm. I thought that was mm-hmm. really well done. Season three, yeah, they did no, go off I, on a lot yeah, of no, weird I, tangents. I yeah, well, that that's, that's yeah. what the biggest flaw in that show, in my opinion, is that it's like a twenty three, twenty four episode season show. It needs to be thirteen. Yeah, and it I, needs it, to it, be thirteen. Desperately, I, I think it desperately bad. Does suffer from the movies yeah. a little bit because, like, I feel like the writers and the showrunners want to keep a certain pace, but they're like, "Hey, hey, hey, slow down, not yet." Oh, you well, got, you season gotta one, wait. absolutely, you gotta wait with the whole Hydra thing. That yeah, oh yeah, that yeah. one, that knee kept that first season. But yeah. see, I, but after that though, see this, they start out. I think they start out with their first few episodes are really good because it tells a nice condensed see, I don't story. Think so at all. And then they get just that drag out until the next movie. Mm-hmm. Then the movie comes out and they get a little bump mid season, and then it does it again. And then the finales have always been good in my in See, my opinion. I don't the think finales, so. I, I love I, it. I, I agree with Caitlin because I think that it start it starts out okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy the, mm-hmm. the season starting. It gets a little bit better. Then peaks, it drops off. It peaks in the middle, in my opinion. It peaks yes. in their, their mid-season finales have all been phenomenal. Yeah, they are all awesome. But then coming back from that break, it's always like, eh, why am I watching this? Mm-hmm. They should, even if they, okay, so they are the 23 traditional uh, TV series. They should take that and do what a lot of other shows do, do a mid-season break. And, you know, I mean, they do it to an extent, but they don't wrap up their whole season storyline. They should, they should just treat each season like two seasons. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. I could see how that would work, but then you again you're also always going to get the pushback from the yeah. from the movie side of it, which is the downside mm-hmm. of everything being connected. Well, there's always going to be that downside. Yeah, but can we talk about Ghost Rider? Yes. Wow, you were right on that. <laughs> I oh. told you the other day. I have a lot of th- thoughts and feelings about Ghost Rider that <laughs> I came to a, the conclusion at on a day I didn't sleep at all. What What are your thoughts and feelings on well, Ghost Rider? Well, if you look at the transformations, because I've been spending a lot of time on Tumblr when I can't sleep. Uh, if you look at, <laughs> shut up, Kyle. <laughs> um, if you watch Robbie's face when he does the transformations, I don't know if they'll ever. I don't know if they've addressed this in the comic. Or if they'll even address it in the show. But he winces. He looks like he is going through, like, tremendous amounts of pain. He is lighting on fire. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know if they've ever addressed that in the comic, and I don't know if not, they're going I'm to not, address I'm not it a big show. Ghost Rider reader, so... But it, it, you're right. He does look like he's like, this is gonna... Ow, ow, yeah, ow, yeah, ow. Yeah, exactly. I'm on fire now. <laughs> and it just got me thinking about how they're being very blatant in this season that every time Daisy uses her powers, she, like, she is going through immense pain as well. And it got me thinking about like, you know, these two people, like she is hurting herself to pay for these perceived debts that she has. Mm -hmm. And he is hurting himself for this possibly misguided sense of vengeance. We don't really know yet. Mm -hmm. And it just came across as like very self-destructive and almost like almost self-harmy that just really, really resonated with me Mm -hmm. on a very personal level because that was a thing I struggled with in high school and it just I really hope they address it I don't mm. know if they will but it just it seems like a very obvious connection that they could make to really and it would also be a good connection to make the two of them relate to each other mm-hmm. and judging by the end of season of this second episode they are going to do a bit of a team up-ish type thing we haven't really found out Quake yet. and the writer on a road trip I'm okay with that but I I, I feel like that would be a good connector Mm. the fact that both of them to use these powers that they are using for two completely different reasons 
require an, an unimaginable amount of pain from both of them. Mm-hmm. I, I, in the last episode, I think one of my favorite parts was um, when she brings up his brother mm-hmm. and he goes, oh, yeah, see, we were, we were okay <laughs> until right now. You, sh- you shouldn't have done that. And then he just starts lighting things on fire to hit her with. <laughs> and I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I don't think there was any cheesy effects in he the second really one. Yeah. He I was really, really impressed with the, inf- with the effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that concerns me because like, you think they're going to waste all their money at the beginning <laughs> of the season? <laughs> a, little, a little bit because so like in the flash, when like Captain Cold is on, mm-hmm. there are some scenes where it's like, why don't you just shoot that? And then I'm like, oh, they probably they couldn't don't. pay for that special effect. And uh, Ghost Rider, they've done some great stuff with him, but is that going to continue? Last? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And it was funny because I was watching it with my wife, who's like, she's in the room when I'm watching Shield. She doesn't really pay too much attention, but she saw the way the second one opened with the kid walking out and seeing a ghost holding a uh, a picture, and then she sees him and drops it, and she's like, "Are you watching Supernatural?" <laughs> and I'm like. No, it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she goes, huh. And then she sat down and watched the whole episode with me. Is your um, wife a Supernatural fan? Yeah. You should, you should see her and Ryan. It's, it's great. <laughs> um, I'm kind of disappointed I didn't bring this up last weekend now. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. I watched Supernatural for five seasons, so. Yeah, she, she gets the, she does the, every time they do their represent campaigns with their t-shirts, she always gets the new t-shirt and the tank tops and hoodies and stuff like that. But, um. But yeah, that's the other thing that I really like about this season is bringing in all this this more supernatural. Thank God, elements, and it's about not always science. About goddamn time! Do you yeah. think they're please God, up? Mephisto? Please God, <laughs> let them bring in Mephisto. I would be so excited if they brought in and, Mephisto. And it makes sense leading up to Doctor Strange that they would start doing that stuff. Yeah, because they got to they got to get the normal people who don't read all the comic books okay with magic. Because so far it's all been oh Tony Stark science and alien Aliens, technology. Yeah. Even Scarlet Witch has not... She's been kind of explained as sort of magic. Like, I think Kevin Feig went on on record comparing her magic to Doctor Strange magic. And, um... But even... But, yeah, that... But they don't explain that at all. No, uh, she's the closest that we've gotten to that kind of stuff before. And I actually think that this was... It's a good way to, to bring in the few people in the world who are still watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on board. That's me. Yeah, unfortunately, um, as far as I know, it hasn't helped the ratings. Yeah. They're, they're again, they're Nothing's doing their really syndication the thing ratings. right now. No, no. I mean, me, me and Charles it's, got into this last week. Yeah. We talked about it. You know, there's such an antiquated system at this point. I mean, right. I can't watch them live. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm either in a movie or I'm asleep because I work nights. Right. Yeah. So I have to stream it or I have to download mm-hmm. it. And you know, I would stream it if they made it easier for me to stream. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's a pain in the ass to stream, uh, or you have to wait like a year until for them to put it Netflix, on Netflix. Yeah. Stephen Amell actually complained about that during his panel. He's like, "Yeah, we have lots of people who watch every week, and so we have to have lots of exposition in every episode to make sure everybody rem- remembers where we're at." Right. So, and that's uh, you know that's that's the drawback. You, you watch Daredevil, the second mm-hmm. season of Daredevil on yes. Netflix. And a I, lot. I, I knew I would get Luke back in on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the the biggest example of this of the benefits of being able to binge something is the scene where it ends the episode when they're looking down the pit, and then the next episode starts out and they're looking down the pit, exact same place. They're not waiting for anything else. 
So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to run into that same problem of, we've got to get everyone on board. Oh, we've got 23 episodes to fill, so we have to, we, we're going to have these filler episodes that don't necessarily move the plot along. Yeah. We, uh, we talked yeah. about this on our Defenders panel. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, yep. the difference between the, bin, what, you know, the positive of the binge model and the positive of the week-to-week model. Mm-hmm. Uwatu has made his presence known. Um, I just felt like I needed to announce that. Um, <laughs> So I've also been watching the Got Ham, um, and it took me a minute to figure out what you were saying. <laughs> it's because like when they do the Gotham logo, it comes towards you, it and then it splits, in. and I'm like, Got Ham, Got Ham. <laughs> so no, it's, that's a show it. I can get behind. Somebody needs to send that to Shannon. Um, and once you see that, you can never never unsee, unsee it, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, I just started watching it yesterday, so thank you for ruining it for me. Yeah. So. You're welcome. That's what Got I do. Got him. So, um, microphone. Spoiler stroke. alert: <laughs> Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. Don't oh, shut oh. the fuck up! I'm out. <laughs> I'm furious. I didn't know that I was going to be attacked this way. <laughs> First, it's Steve back. Rogers. <laughs> now it's Bruce Wayne. Trigger warnings, people. Trigger mm-hmm. warnings. Yeah. Um. So. I tuned out about halfway through season two. Yeah, me too. I was just I like, tuned out three episodes into season I'm, one. <laughs> I'm on, like, I tried to stick through, and I was just like, yeah, that's no, not happening. Mm-hmm. But then I was, uh, oh, I thought I was halfway through, and then it came on Netflix, and I was like, all right, let me watch the rest of these are on Netflix, and I only had like four episodes. I was like, oh, so mm-hmm. I made it a lot further than I thought I did. Yeah. Um, it ended, season two ended pretty strong. I thought it was really cool with the Arkham and Mr. Freeze and the Riddler being the I've Riddler. Heard, I've heard the Mr. Freeze episodes are very good. Yeah, they are. They are very good. And his costume looks pretty good, too. Um, it's nice to see him, you know, see a costume on that show. Uh, but I really, I, I'm a fan of the Riddler, so I really like they kind of paid attention to him the last few episodes, too. And they let, her, they let him, you know, ask riddles. You know, to you know, save save your life. Why, answer why the riddle. Why would he ask riddles? Can you fill because, me in on that? Okay, so his name <laughs> is, is the Riddler. <laughs> yeah, I know. Gasp, shock. Huh? Um, but I I don't know. I always pictured the Riddler in my head as like Jigsaw from Saw. Like that, he'd be like, "All right, you know, answer this riddle, or you're going to lose both of your hands." And I don't care because if you don't answer this riddle, in my mind, you are stupid and do not deserve to live. And then leaves the room, and he kind of start. You can see that that transformation of how he's getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith, her character in the first season, is is it? it she serves her purpose. In the first season, and she does a good job. She overacts the hell out of it. But I, I am a fan of people chewing scenery. Yes, yeah. yes, and but I feel that she does that a lot. Yeah, and I couldn't get on board. They, yeah, she's kind of annoying to he, me in the show. And they just they keep she keeps coming back. I want to when cross she over. Doesn't her need to be Miller. there. Oh, that would be great. Wentworth. <laughs> <laughs> Who can I chew love it better? Wentworth Miller. So oh, it'd be much. Wentworth Miller. Easy. That guy is like the king of that shit. Um, I'm still so mad about Captain Cold. <laughs> so, um, so season three takes place like right after that. I, I'm starting to get annoyed by the Penguin too. But he again, he's a pivotal part of the show. He's he, and he's not bad. So 
I'll, I'm going to stick with it. It feels like more of the same. It feels like Gotham. Nothing's really changed, and it's not like spectacularly better, or spectacularly worse. It's just kind of keeping its keeping its keel because they only have what one more season, and they can do the whole syndication thing too. So they're I, I kind of feel like they're they're playing for that. It's uh, it suffers from the biggest case of prequelitis I've ever seen because. Mm-hmm. So something happens to the penguin. Well, you know he doesn't die because yep. he's around for all the yeah. future stuff. Yeah. And what I really wanted from this, I wanted a uh, a mob TV show. Yeah, yeah, like kind of like a, a mob cop procedural, maybe exactly. Because you yeah. focus on Jim Gordon. That's great. Mm-hmm. You know he doesn't die. That's fine because it's a prequel. But just give me the mob, like Carmine Falcone, mm-hmm. and you know. It, Pit him against the penguin and have it be the rise of the penguin. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that'd be. Yeah, it's it's funny because there's the Telltale Batman game that came out, and I want Gotham to be what the Telltale Batman game is, because it's a lot of Bruce Wayne and like you know Gotham intrigue and you know the penguin and the mob bosses and the fight with the cops and all that stuff. That that you're right. That's exactly what I wanted from Gotham, and you get it in like sometimes. You get like an episode or two of it, and then they're like, "Nope, uh, hold on, let's uh, Killer Croc." Sure, I stand you know? by my favorite tweet that I ever saw about Gotham was that if Gotham ever Gotham is subtle in the sense that if it ever wanted to introduce Robin, it would have Dick Grayson's mother lying pregnant in an open field, and a Robin would come and land on her stomach. That is the kind but, of subtlety that show deals but, in. But they did show the flying Graysons. They literally did. His mom and dad as teenagers. It's, yeah. Um, were, there, were there birds there? Yeah, I was going to uh, say, were there I'm birds? Try, I'm trying to remember if they I'm had some sure. on their, on their like, I'm leotard sure thing. It was a necklace. Yes, a necklace. you're right, oh it was. Oh my god, yeah. yay! Yeah. 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 Your favorite tweet is true. <laughs> they are. Goddamn show. They are no. so subtle. I'm not getting on board. No. no. I don't um, mind things that have the subtlety of a two by four to the face, but I can't get on that show. It's not just, it's, so it's not just prequelitis. It's also the issue being a network TV show where people don't pay attention. And so they have to hit you with a two by four is what they feel. I want yeah. one show to do it and not and see what happens. And mm-hmm. then they'd be, oh, look, it works. It works. We don't need to beat them senseless. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last one I wanted to talk about was Rebels. I Yay! threw my pen on accident. Rebels. <laughs> that was actually excitement. I was so excited about Rebels, I threw my Sharpie. Um, season three premiered on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it takes place, I think, six months is yeah, what six they months. said. Six about months six after months, yeah. after mm-hmm. the end of the last one. one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll t- I'm not going to spoil it. It's it it it's really good. Uh, you get um, you get to see because you get last you saw Ezra, he was messing with a Sith holocron, and mm-hmm. you can see the effects of that yeah. later on. And yeah. uh, Kanan has completely checked out of mm-hmm. all rebel activities and grown a bitchin' depression beard. <laughs> um, uh, like, and I like that the characters all look older. Mm-hmm. They all look like, like even like Sabine looks older, uh, Ezra look looks older. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and of course, they bring in Hondo to let everybody know. Oh, <laughs> purple guy, Mando girl, Ezra Bridger, you've grown. <laughs> just, just to be subtle <laughs> two by about fours, it. Two by yeah. fours. Mm-hmm. But 
It's a kid's show. One of my favorite metaphors. So it's okay. I, you know, um, you can say it's a kid's show all you want, but it's like saying Avatar The Last Airbender is a kid's show. Yes, it technically is, but there is so much more to you it. You know what's funny? If you take Hondo out of that episode, that is a very, very serious episode. He's like yeah. the only levity and like jokey in that whole episode because... Other than that, you're like, man, this is really serious. And this <laughs> he, is, he got kind of dark. He kind of yeah. just killed four people. Uh, four huh. people. I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know. I'm sorry. My death counter was a little higher. Was it? Yeah. At the beginning with the ATDP he, thing? He, 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 he offed a lot of people. Yeah. <sighs> and Yeah. Yeah. There for, were, for a teenager. For a teenager. Just casually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, there's always some ambiguity. But no, not no, nope. no. He just he shot mm-hmm. he shot that stormtrooper in the chest, and he flew off the edge of this giant cliff. That man's mm-hmm. dead. Um, but uh, you get a lot more. Uh, like I always love when they go into the Force, like when they're talking about the Force and different Force mm-hmm. users that aren't Sith or Jedi, and you get a big character that comes in it that's voiced by Tom Baker, which was that amazing. Was so cool, yeah. <laughs> Cause, like, made me did happy. your Who fan just completely lose his shit? Almost, but I'm not the biggest Tom Baker fan. So ah. It's more like, hey, it's that guy. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, he's got a very distinct voice. And yeah, I remember I, 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 do, I, do down love my, I love his voice. I looked down at my phone and I was like, Tom Baker? Oh, wow, that's cool. Um, <laughs> And then there was like other little things that I mm-hmm. really liked about it is like Ezra now has a different lightsaber. He doesn't have the one that's like a pistol thing, yeah. lightsaber bastard mix thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a normal lightsaber, but it's still, you can tell it's not made by a Jedi. It's made by a kid who's trying to learn. So it's got like a different sound and it it looks a little different, but... I really, I really enjoyed it. I didn't get as much Hera in the episode, and she's my favorite character. So, uh, you know, it's the first episode, so we'll get a little bit more. But yeah. it was, it was good. You can't have everybody. Okay, so time. I've got one nitpick, and this is a very yeah. loving nitpick because mm-hmm. I, I love Star Wars, so you have to look really deep. And this is my nitpick about the whole universe. The Force just, like anything happens, and you've got to explain it. You could say, oh, the Force. It's like in Doctor Who with the sonic screwdriver. Well, how do we fix this problem? Pull out the sonic screwdriver. Oh, well, how did these people all end up on the same planet? That seems like a coincidence. Oh, the Force. You know, mm. that's... There's been a lot of theories thrown out there of... Because uh, uh, Dave Filoni, like, the, the little owl creatures, they always show up. Like, if you think of the... In Clone Wars, there was the Mortis trilogy where they had the father, the brother, and the sister... Uh, as being like the balance of the force, they always showed themselves as those owls, those little owl creatures. And when this character is introduced in this one, you see another one of those owl creatures. So it's kind of like a, I don't know, like a thing that's, Mm -hmm. that they keep going back to. Um, And then that brought up people's like, okay, is he actually, is this character actually physically there? Or is it a manifestation? So those, okay. the, like, there's a lot. There's a lot of the, you know, basically, like what George Lucas did was like, ah, don't worry about explaining it. The fans will figure it out. <laughs> They'll make something up. <laughs> but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, next one is this Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun to watch. It'll All right, be a good break from your Luke Cage. Oh yeah. 
No. You know, after you after we binge it and everyone leaves, I started over. You started. Again. I, oh yeah. No, I'm sure. Yeah, it's I'm sure. it's a problem. I've got a problem. See, after the Marvel Netflix shows, after I watch them, and even like even if I don't binge it all through, I'm like, I've got to watch something a little happier for a little bit because I'll get in too much of a dark place if I watch <laughs> too much of it all at once. Uh, oh, but I like the dark place. <laughs> even even the dark place that involves the Punisher and a screwdriver in his foot. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that nah. No, sorry, that's not a dark place. That's that hurts. That's wincy. No, ow. That was such an amazing visceral reaction that we all had during that scene when we did the watch. Yeah, yeah. Was. Kyle's was the yeah. best. He's like, no, no, ow, no, stop. No. What are you doing? No, no. And we had the same reaction when Stick was getting the sticks up his fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We were all like, nope, no, no, yeah. nope, nope, we, nope. We, no. we're done. We're out. We, we said nope for that part, but then when he was beating the hell out of people with a chain and a pistol tape to his <laughs> hands, we were like, oh, that was <laughs> oh, <this is> so <laughs> awesome. He just threw that dude down the flight of stairs. The it only- was amazing. The only appropriate reaction right there was just hysterical laughter. Oh, it was great because we were like, kick so... their asses! We think we were hysterically laughing, if <laughs> we I remember were. correctly. That yes. uh, was awesome. Uh, all right, we didn't plug the nerd store when we first started because Charles and Pat are not here. Ah! Uh... So, I can't remember exactly what he says because he says it a lot and... I forget things. Come to the um, nerd come to store. the nerd store to buy shit. Buy in, shit. In it the is realm in the realms Nerdlstein. Yep. Uh-huh. The portals and to which are located in the Valley Fair Mall see, in Tooele. See that? Yeah. She's got notes. See. I'm sure. No, no, there are no <laughs> notes. <laughs> no, no. Look, um, if you can't Google the nerd store, yeah. <laughs> Plug your stuff yet again. One more time. Uh, Utah's graphic novel book club. You can find us at facebook.com backslash Utah GNBC. GNBC for Utah's Graphic Novel Book Club. October 16th. October 16th is our event. Where Thanks. would that be? At the Leighton Heebie-Jeebies. What's, what's the first rule of the Graphic Novel Book Club? You don't show up at 6 o'clock? Because <laughs> 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 that's when it's you over. You can come at 6 o'clock. You don't talk about Captain America. That's what it is. <laughs> the first that's... rule of comic book club is don't show up at 6 o'clock. We've actually kicked someone out for disagreeing with me. Just wow. It's a dictatorship. Wow, it is a dictatorship. <laughs> Thanks, Gaddafi. Book club well, he works sounds there, awesome. So comes. Oh, I don't no. know why. No, I'm, that's... Did you really kick somebody out? Yeah, if you're reading this, Nick... You're still out of the book club, kid. <laughs> yeah. And if you're reading a podcast, I want to know how that happens. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Reading, listening. Yeah. You know there, what? There's Maybe a transcript he's deaf. Somewhere. You don't know. You're gonna be careful because I'm, I'm. She's gonna geez. kick you out of graphic novel book club. Comic book club. It's just gonna be me and Caitlin pretty soon. <laughs> uh, Kyle, when you eventually start writing again, which will be can, soon, where can people find it? Will, you? It will happen, and you will be able to find me at the watchplayread.coms. And you could also listen to me on what? the Utah Outcasts. What? What's your NPR name? Everyone, I don't, I have, don't have, have I don't have an NPR name. Because you are NPR. I was not given an NPR name. That gave me chills. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing we do. Good lord. Along with sensual eye contact. NPR voices and sensual eye contact. You should probably give me an the NPR. The gay one name. isn't even here, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> the gay one ain't here. <laughs> we'll out gay him any day. Well, we've already established that Ryan is terrible at being gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gay club fight. 
Uh, you can read my reviews for uh, what came out this week. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children and Deepwater Horizon at WatchPlayRead.com, MonkeysFightingRobots.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Katie's Movies. I will not be here next week or the week after. Next week, I will be at New York Comic Con with Charles. Maybe, depending on recording yeah, well, schedule. Yeah, that's right. Luke told us that he might, we might be recording early. So you'll want to follow my social media and also the podcast social media. We're going to be posting pictures and all that stuff. And the following week, I will be on vacation. But uh, I will try to get lots of stuff up for you guys to read. And also listen to me on this week's episode of Geek Show. The YouTube version just went up today. Sweet. It was a good show. So you can find my stuff over at fandompodcast.com. And this next week we'll have Luke on there, so be ah, sure to check that out. That's me. I'm going to make him argue either Daredevil or or Hal Jordan. Because you're a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fandompodcast.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all those fun places. And he's got an awesome Supergirl yes. article up on the site as well. Over at NerdDomePodcast.com. Yes. Go over to NerdDomePodcast.com. We're doing reviews of the shows, uh, all the ones that we talked about. There are reviews up for each of them right now. Um, You can go and download the podcast on PodHell.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, We recently switched over servers, so um, if you're having trouble, you can always uh, pop in our... uh, RSS feed, which is nerddomepodcast.com backslash podcast backslash feed. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, we're at the Nerd Dome, where you can see awesome New York Comic Con posts. And Facebook is the nerddomepodcast.com. Who gets to say it? Don't forget to subscribe. You may now exit the dome. Fuck responsibility. I can see the whole time. Hail Hydra. I don't know what to say. Got ham! (laughs) May the fandom be with you. Now that you've exited the Nerd Dome, head on over to podhell.com and download all of the latest episodes from all the podcasts on the Podhell Network. That's podhell.com. If you'd like, you can head over to iTunes to subscribe to our iTunes to automatically be updated when our episodes drop. Again, that's podhell.com, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 